0: J-Z-Z's Fronteras Desk, welcome to Crossing the Line, a podcast that explores the national, cultural, and political boundaries of the Southwest. I'm Jimmy Jenkins. In this episode, our reporter, Jude Jaffe-Block, looks into Maricopa County Sheriff Joe Arpaio, nationally known for being tough on illegal immigration. Unfortunately, we are losing the battle. We are the only country in the world whose immigration system puts the needs of other nations ahead of ours. We are more concerned with the rights of illegal aliens and criminals than we are with protecting our own country. That was Arpaio speaking at the Republican National Convention just a few hours before Donald Trump took the stage. But Arpaio is facing his own troubles with the law. He defied a federal judge in a racial profiling case and now could be charged with criminal contempt of court. Here's Jude to tell us what's at stake as the sheriff runs for his seventh term this November.
1: Joe Arpaio, or Sheriff Joe as his fans call him, has been the sheriff of Arizona's most populous county, Maricopa County, for nearly 24 years. He's been elected six times. About 10 years ago, he made fighting illegal immigration one of his top issues. And for the most part, voters loved it. Arpaio's human smuggling unit would look for vehicles transporting border crossers north. An Arizona law at the time allowed deputies to arrest both smugglers and migrants and charge them with felonies. In 2007, Arpaio's office entered into a partnership with the federal government that allowed them to enforce federal immigration law. One of the sheriff's trademark tactics were crime suppression operations. His deputies would swarm a neighborhood and look for criminal offenders, including unauthorized immigrants who they would turn over for deportation. This is Arpaio at one such operation back in 2010. We're
0: blitzing the uh, whole county with uh, 400 deputy sheriffs and volunteer posse, regardless of all the critics that don't like what I do.
1: But Arpaio's critics ultimately had the last word. A group of Latino drivers, most of them U.S. citizens, who'd been stopped and questioned by sheriff's deputies, sued for racial profiling. They argued Arpaio's immigration enforcement tactics unfairly discriminated against Latino drivers and passengers like them. Judge Murray Snow took over the case. Before the trial, Judge Snow made an initial ruling in 2011. He said the sheriff's office had to stop enforcing federal immigration laws. By then, the sheriff's contract with the feds had lapsed. So Judge Snow said deputies had to stop detaining people just because they were suspected of being in the country without papers. From that day forward, deputies were only supposed to arrest people if they were suspected of committing a crime. Next came the trial. Finally, after months of waiting for a verdict, in 2013, Judge Snow came out with an even bigger ruling against Arpaio.
0: A federal judge has ruled that Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio's office systematically racially profiles Latinos in its immigration patrols.
1: The ruling meant the sheriff's office would be under the court's authority to reform and prevent racial profiling. It was a big deal. Judge Snow put in place an independent monitor. He required new training for deputies to prevent biased policing. He mandated new protocols for traffic stops and said deputies had to wear cameras and collect data. The following year, though, it came out the sheriff's office had disobeyed the court including that early 2011 order to stop enforcing federal immigration laws. MCSO not only did not comply with that order, but did not even communicate the order to the rank and file to all the deputies in the agency. Cecilia Wong is an attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union who represents plaintiffs in the case. So for at least 17 months after Judge Snow said to stop, some deputies kept making the very immigration arrests the judge ruled were unlawful. It was blatantly a disregard for federal court orders and for the U.S. Constitution. When someone violates a judge's order, the judge can hold them in contempt of court. So Judge Snow ordered a civil contempt of court hearing in early 2015 against Arpaio. But this kind of scenario, where a judge holds a contempt hearing against a sitting sheriff is very rare, says University of Pittsburgh law professor David Harris.
2: For a public official to defy a court's orders often enough that a judge gets to the point of ordering contempt proceedings, this almost never happens.
1: Arpaio and his chief deputy didn't want the hearing to go forward. They admitted they had erred, they accepted responsibility, and tried to settle. But the hearing went forward anyway. Their lawyer, John Masterson, argued this to the judge. Were
0: there mistakes made? Absolutely. Were court orders violated? Absolutely. But the key we wanted to get across to the court um, and the public, for that matter, is that it was not intentional.
1: But after more than 20 days of testimony, Judge Snow decided the violations were intentional. And that distinction about intent is key to understanding what happens next.
2: And that word, intentional, is what could take what is a civil wrong, civil contempt, and remove it from that arena and put it in the arena of a criminal wrong.
1: Paul Charlton is an authority on this. He used to be the US attorney for Arizona. He describes the difference between a civil wrong and a criminal wrong like this.
2: If I accidentally hit you and injure you in some fashion, you can sue me for the civil tort of assault. But if I do so intentionally, it may be that I've committed a crime and the law looks to my intent. Was it an accident when I hit you or did I do so intentionally?
1: He says the same is true in this case.
2: If Joe Arpaio in the Maricopa County uh, Sheriff's Office accidentally, without intent, uh, because they were sloppy or weren't correctly supervising their uh, subordinates then that may be a civil wrong. On the other hand, if Joe Arpaio knew about these orders and intentionally disregarded, intentionally disobeyed those orders, then the judge has the option of referring this case to the U.S. Attorney's Office for an eventual prosecution.
1: Which is exactly what Judge Snow did in August. He asked the Arizona U.S. Attorney to prosecute Arpaio, his chief deputy, and two other associates for criminal contempt of court. Also, as a result of all of this, the county will have to compensate people who were wrongfully detained by the sheriff's office. Already, this racial profiling lawsuit has cost county taxpayers upwards of $50 million. The afternoon that Judge Snow referred Arpaio for criminal contempt charges, Latino leaders held a press conference. One of them, Danny Ortega, said even though they were rooting for Arpaio to be punished, the moment was bittersweet.
0: We have to continue to remember the pain that he caused in our community by
1: uh, enforcing the law in a discriminatory manner. The following Monday, immigrant rights activists rallied in front of the U.S. Attorney's Office in downtown Phoenix, asking him to take action on the judge's referral. They brought with them an oversized balloon of Arpaio wearing prison stripes. If Arpaio is prosecuted and convicted of criminal contempt, he could face incarceration, which is exactly what the protesters want. We want him to go through the same things that he has made our families go through. He is the criminal, not our communities, not our families, not us, for wanting to be together. Arpaio's criminal lawyer, Mel McDonald, responded by saying Arpaio would be found innocent of any criminal charges.
0: We will meet with the U.S. attorney's office and try to convince them not to bring a criminal contempt charge.
1: McDonald says if the case does go to trial...
0: We will ask for a jury and we will litigate it uh, to the bitter end and I believe we'll win.
1: A few days later, the U.S. attorney for Arizona, John Leonardo, recused himself from the case... Back when Leonardo was a judge, he had ruled against Arpaio in another case, and the reason for the recusal was a conflict of interest or the appearance of one. Now the case has been passed to the Justice Department's Public Integrity Section in Washington, D.C. If they decline to take action, the new judge assigned to this criminal case can choose to appoint a special prosecutor to take it on. Meanwhile, Arpaio is in the midst of running for re-election. At the end of August, he soundly defeated three Republican primary challengers and claimed more than 65% of the vote. That primary election night, Arpaio was swarmed by reporters at a victory party at the Republican state headquarters. His race in November against a Democrat is expected to be a lot tougher. He'll face off against Paul Penzone, a former Phoenix police sergeant who challenged him four years ago and lost by six points in a three-man race. Arpaio had this to say about the pending case heading into the general election.
0: I want voters to know this is just a referral. It's not no indictment, or it's just a referral for someone to look at, which I'm, I look forward to.
1: There's no timeline for the Justice Department to say whether they'll bring charges against the sheriff. So far, Arpaio has raised more than $11 million for his re-election.
0: Our reporter was Jude Joffe block who also produced this story. I'm Jimmy Jenkins. To read more of our extensive coverage on Arpaio's court case, go to kjzz.org backslash arpaio. If you have a story you want told, get in touch with us at reporters at fronterasdesk.org. If you enjoy our Crossing the Line podcast, tell your friends and share a link through kjzz.org or use our mobile app.